Welcome to the DC Today, your daily market synopsis of the Dividend Cafe, brought to you every Monday through Thursday to bring you up-to-date information and perspective on financial markets. Hello, welcome here to DC Today. Uh, it is Wednesday afternoon, February the 7th, and uh, good to be with you. Another nice positive trading day uh, in markets today, frankly, without a lot of economic news. So I guess... Uh, no news is good news these days. Um, look, the Fed's pretty clearly on hold for the time being. Earnings are coming out. We're about 80% through uh, Q4 earnings, and they're better than expected. Um, you know, growth rate of around 6% or so for the quarter. And uh, we're looking at, you know, an estimate at least of about 11% for 2024. So all that to say, mar- markets are, are, uh, are, are doing fine. The volatility index continues to move lower. It's just sort of a complacent market, really. VIX is in the 12s now, and uh, we closed almost in the uh, in the 5,000 range on the S&P. The Dow is up, like I said, 156 points. 10-year was up a basis point or two at 412. Um, so all in all, uh, I'll chalk it up to, to a decent day without a lot of economic data to drive it. Um, there was uh, some uh, deficit numbers that were out today that were largely expected. We uh, uh, ran about a $62.2 billion deficit for the month of December, which puts the total 2023 year uh, right around $1.7 trillion. And what I wrote is, just keep in mind, that's with full unemployment or full employment and, um, and uh, earnings growth and positive GDP, real GDP of about 3.1%. So it's pretty stunning numbers, uh, really. Um, but um, there was, um, you know, Little bit of historical data, I would I would cite. You know, the the Fed um, raising rates and then staying on hold before cutting, technically historically, has actually been a little better for stock returns. Usually, they're starting to cut interest rates because economic data is driving them to try to, um, you know, stimulate the economy and and uh, and help things uh, help cushion the blow of, of what usually is a declining economic environment. And that's not what we're seeing. Here, so so not not all bad with uh, with the Fed sort of staying on hold for a little while. David had a nice section in there on on uh, what's on David's mind. I thought, which I've read that quote for many times as well, but it's just reminiscent of another era that that isn't exactly the same as as this one in technology and some of these technology stocks. But it certainly rhymes. So this was Sun Microsystems CEO Scott McNeely talking about his stock price at sixty four dollars a share and how it was trading at 10 times revenue. And then he went on to say things like, just understand if I distributed 100% of earnings for the next 10 years in a row without any sort of cost structure or paying employees or R&D or, or you know, any expense or paying taxes, even then that would just be um, pricing in what you've currently priced in today. So it's just sort of ridiculous. And the comment was sent with, um, with another uh, earnings report today on, on a company called Snap. Um, which is a social media company that uh, was down 30% on the day because sometimes these things are just priced to perfection, okay? So, so it's hard for any sort of actual results in real life to live up to those expectations, number one. And then number two, just that valuations matter here. You know, the, the starting point on when you buy something, even if it's a great company, and, and neither of us, David nor myself, are saying any of these businesses, um, well, I'll set Snap aside for a sec, but, but uh, when you look at, you know, the mag seven companies, for example, you know, it's not that they're bad companies, they're great companies, they're great franchises. They're, they're, you know, um, 
you know, part of the fabric of the U.S. at this point. You know, these big tech companies. So there's nothing wrong with them. They're great. It's more just, you know, they can be something like a Cisco or a Microsoft when you buy them in 2000. And it takes 15 to 20 years to sort of get back to where, you know, you were priced to perfection. And so that's just something to keep in mind. And I think it's a valid point and a good one. Um, the um, Ask Brian section I put in there today was a very good question. It was sent from someone asking about interest rates. And, and basically, even if, you know, inflation is coming down, um, you know, he, he intuitively and, and rightfully so was thinking that rates would stay higher just because of the amount of indebtedness and deficits that are being run. And it, and, and it is a segue into the number we got out today on that deficit number. But um, I put a link in there um, about what we've written several times about what we've called Japanification, which is that higher amounts of indebtedness, um, you know, lead to lower growth. And so lower growth often begets um, lower interest rates and more indebtedness to try to stimulate and manufacture growth. But since you've already borrowed that growth from future, it, it is just sort of a self-fulfilling cycle of, of a lower growth paradigm. And in those environments, the interest rate paradigm tends to be lower, not higher. And you've seen that in Japan for 30 years. You've seen it in Europe. And I would say that uh, um, a difference between those two areas and the U.S. is a demographic one with uh, the population um, being stagnant or, or declining in, in some of the others and still growing, at least in the U.S. And so I'll say that there's some difference there. But, but generally speaking, um, you know, larger amounts of global indebtedness are, are something that detracts from growth. And so, um, you know, in, in, a, in the other part that I wrote about was that th this doesn't happen in a vacuum. And this isn't just a unique story with one country. This is a, a global phenomenon. And so even though you might have things intuitively say, well, you know, more, more debt and, and more deficits would lead to people demanding a higher risk premium, a higher interest rate on uh, lending money to governments. That's true. But if all those things are tethered together and they're all doing the same thing at the same time on a relative basis, you know, what is the alternative? Where, where would, you know, a risk-free rate of return in a sovereign debt instrument be achieved? And if all those rates are interest, you know, are low, then that's sort of the paradigm that you're in. It's sort of the TINA. There is no alternative there. Right now, we happen to have real um, rates that are higher on sovereign debt, meaning above inflation. And that may last for some period of time. But I suspect over time, the Japanification phenomenon will, will take effect and we'll, we'll end up in the, in the continued cycle of, of some lower growing growth numbers. Um, look, the, the numbers today, to th this week, you know, is so far has been a fairly quiet week as far as economic data. It doesn't mean that there aren't important things happening in the world. There are. Uh, but from a data point perspective, we went through more last week. There is uh, initial jobless claims out tomorrow that uh, that I'll be able to walk through and uh, see if the employment picture is changing at all. And then we'll have a revision to CPI on Friday. And so I think markets will be more focused um, on that. And again, we'll have some more earnings that continue to come out, um, which have been largely uh, to the upside. Um, but all that to say, I've I, uh, enjoyed being with you again here this evening. Uh, thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. And reach out with your questions, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. The Bonson Group is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 
This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free risk. There is no guarantee that the investment process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. The Bonsa Group and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the Bonson Group and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for any related questions.